Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Welcome to episode 51 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the podcast. And this week I'm going to chat with you about trade shows. Specifically, because most of my audience is in the quilting world, I'll be talking about quilting trade shows. This is one of those topics that a listener requested that I talk about. It was right after QuiltCon, and she reached out and said, could you do a podcast episode that talked about why we should consider going to QuiltCon, even if it's just as a guest, or if it's to have a booth and be a vendor And then I've had some other students in the past ask, what is the difference between QuiltCon and Quilt Market? And what about all of the other quilt shows that are out there? And so today I'm going to talk about that and have this episode dedicated to talking on that very thing. And last week, if you joined us, we had Misty Doan on the podcast. And I love this review from Cynthia Gottlieb. It says, this was an adorable interview. Misty Doan is so fun on YouTube, and listening to her today was as if she was here at my kitchen table chatting it up with me. I learned to quilt from Missouri Star YouTube videos. I found their online store immediately, and it's been a love, love, love since. Thanks for an interesting interview. So yes, Misty is so much fun. I loved chatting with her, and Cynthia, I'm glad that you enjoyed it as well. If you're enjoying the podcast, go ahead and leave a review and let me know what you think of the podcast. Also, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Each Friday, a new episode comes out where we talk about crafting and your career. We have different guests that come on and share insights. And sometimes it's just me, like this week, where I give tips about the industry. So with that, let's jump in and start chatting about trade shows. So the first question that I'm going to address is, what is the difference between quilt con and quilt market? So Quilt Market is a market for industry insiders. To go to Quilt Market, you have to show that you are a legitimate quilt business, that you have sold or purchased so many things, that you have a website. It's not open to just anyone. And the purpose of Quilt Market is for shop owners and people who are buying and and selling in the quilting industry to come and see what's new this season. Come and see the brand new items, collections, and to purchase those things so that they can then go and sell them. So that audience is very tailored to shop owners. And then QuiltCon, this is open to Modern Quilt Guild members. And you can come if you're not in the Modern Quilt Guild. Uh, But it's for modern quilters. And there's a bunch of lessons that you can sign up to learn different things about modern quilting. There's a beautiful display of quilts, which actually both Quilt Market and QuiltCon have a display of quilts, but QuiltCon is definitely modern. And QuiltCon also has booths where people are selling items. And so QuiltCon is much more of a general quilting audience. Yes, there are going to be an overlap in the two, but Quilt Market is definitely more tailored for shop owners. It's, you know the market for what's new as far as buying for your quilt shop. And then QuiltCon is much more of a come and learn, see what's going on in the quilting world, and go shopping as well. And then there are some other big and small quilt shows, trade shows, that go on throughout the world. And those just depend on before you 
decide if you want to go, I would look and see what the market is, if this is the, the right fit for you. And, you know, there's like the Paducah quilt show. Um, there's, there's a lot that you can go and, and visit and be a vendor at. And so now let's chat about the pros and cons. Why would you decide to go and why would you stay home and think maybe not? So one, do you want to go as a guest? And really there's no downside to going as a guest except for your time and the money that it costs to go. So if that's just not realistic for you, then obviously wait. But if you have time, if you're interested, it looks fun and you have the finances to go, you're never going to regret going to a quilt show. You will love what you see. It will give your creativity a boost and you will meet people that, that you'll love. And for me personally, every time I've gone to any kind of quilt market or quilt show, I have made friends that I've had for a lifetime. Well, I say a lifetime ever since I've been in the quilting community. So my quilting lifetime. And I have loved it. I have never, ever regretted going and meeting people. And, you know, I will say that we quilters are an introverted bunch, but there's some comfort in that when we go to these big shows. We're all mostly introverts. And so it's not like it's this crazy outlandish experience. You're going to find very like-minded people that you are going to connect with and mesh with. So if you do have the chance to go, I would definitely go. And then I have gone most times on my own. And so don't let that deter you. If you don't have a buddy to go with, that's me personally, but don't, don't let that stop you. If you can't find someone to go or meet up with, you're still going to be surrounded by like-minded people and quilters, very friendly people. So if it's just you going on your own, it's not the end of the world. You can still have a wonderful time. And then the question is, should you be a vendor at one of these shows? And that is a good question, something to think about. Things that I would say don't go until you have this would be don't go until you have a very specific niche. Whether, you know, I'm thinking of booths that I've seen. Holly Ann Knight, she had a booth for her quilting academy where she teaches people how to quilt using their domestic quilting machines. She has some new panels that people can practice sewing on. Uh, Modish Quilting Magazine, they had a booth. There are some general quilt shops where they will just go, like if they're an online quilt shop, and they'll go and just bring their selection of things. But even if you're an online quilt shop, it's nice to niche down. Like there was a quilt shop called Morris Textiles, and they had so many Liberty fabrics. They even had a, a Liberty of London book, and the author was there in the booth. And so while it was an online quilt shop, and they offered some other things as well, it, all, it just had a nice niche where it drew me in. I, that was the first time I... I don't purchase a lot at quilt shows, but I did from that shop because it was so beautifully done, which brings me to the next item on the list. If you do go, make sure your display is clean, it's simple, it's easy for people to find things, and that you have plenty of product for people to buy things. Um, what you know When you put your display out, how are you portraying what you're selling? What is your niche? What is your product? And why, why would people want that? So rather than just being an everything shop where you sell everything, make sure that your niche is very clear, that you have a product, and that you're ready to sell. 
when people go to shows, they want to leave with a physical item. And so, you know, I was thinking, oh, I could do a, a booth for my membership, but it's a digital membership. And so if I were to do that, for example, I would want to have like a welcome bundle where they would get something of tangible, they can take it home and have something in their hands. It's really hard to pay for something at a show like that and walk away with nothing and knowing that it's going to be some digital thing down the road. So make sure you have a product for people to walk away with. And then as far as your business and being ready, you've got the niche, you have a product that you're selling and you're ready to grow. You just need more eyes on the prize. Then that's a good time to consider having a booth. So before you go, you want to know the audience, just Google the trade show or the, the quilt show that you're going to make sure that it's a good fit for you and know the purpose of the show. For example, quilt market, quilt con, different purposes, and there's many different shows. So just, you know, again, Google it, see, see what the purpose of that show is. And as I mentioned, you want to sell a tangible item. So for one, one of my alumni, uh, Bessie Pearl Textiles, she sells just the most beautiful quilt bindings. And it's this niche audience. I mean, that would be, and she's the one who asked about this topic as well, which is why I bring this up. But what a cool booth that would be to go and see all of these different quilt bindings and different sizes and fabrics. And it's a great tangible item that people could bring home. And then also, the, the, these are all big pieces of the pie, but a really big piece of the pie is to chat with people, chat with your customers. I really loved Modish Quilter's booth at QuiltCon because it had some chairs in there, some really comfortable chairs. And so if I, there was ever just a downtime and I was like, oh, what should I do? I would wander to their booth and just go sit and chat because my feet were tired and I wanted somewhere comfortable to sit. And it was so nice to be able to chat with them and the other people who wandered into their booth. But as a booth owner, even, I mean, the, it is draining because you're on, but um, it's really important to take time to connect with those people who are coming into your booth because they, they're interested in what you're displaying and potentially in your product. But making those personal connections is really invaluable. That's, that is golden and that is worth so much. You can't get that in a Facebook ad or Instagram ad or a post or even in an email or a DM, but to have that face-to-face -face human contact and connection can really be great for your business uh, that you just can't get in any other way. And so, and that's a side note here. People talk about I wonder if quilt market's going away or, you know, these in-person in shows. And I, for one, really hope not because no matter what, there is something to be said about human connection that you just can't replace that. And, and I've seen it myself when you meet someone and you've talked with them and you have a connection in person, it lasts a lifetime and it, it stands the test of time and it brings that connection and that business relationship and friendship just to a whole different level. And if you can be in the room with people uh, who are go-getters, who are customers, who are going to lift you up and elevate you, do it. Like it is just ir irreplaceable. Um, and even just for success of your own business, just to be in the room with people who 
like I said, are going to elevate you. So you never know when you're going to meet your new best friend or your potential golden customer who just loves what you have and wants to buy all of the things. So take the opportunity to chat with people. And and with that said, you don't need to be overwhelmed with, I need to chat to every single person who comes through. What if I miss that potential golden customer? That would be impossible, really. But just to take advantage of the opportunities that you do get, not overwhelming yourself with, I need to talk to them and them and them. But when you're in a conversation to really be present, to get to know that customer, talk with them about, I mean, some of the funny conversations I've had at quilt shows are one of the people who works at Cottoneer used to work on the set of, I think it was Vampire Diaries. And how random, I don't even remember how we got on that conversation. But then later down the road, chatting with someone online, it was that same girl who I met. And we were like, oh my gosh, no way, it's you. And just to really let yourself be present in the moment and let the conversation wander into those areas of just really getting to know people. It's just so fun and irreplaceable. And I think now after some time of people not going to things live, we're all craving that even more so. So I know for me personally, I'm really excited about QuiltCon next year that's going to be in Atlanta. I'm hoping to have a booth there myself. Uh, We'll see if that plays out. But um, I'm really looking forward to just those human connections and seeing people. And then you also really want to take advantage of gathering email addresses of people who come in. So even just having a piece of paper with a list where people can write it down if they want to know if they want a discount or I would put something just like on your website. You don't just want to say, share your email address, join the newsletter. That's not very appealing. But if you have some sort of maybe you're going to do a giveaway of a grand prize and enter your email address and everyone who's here, you'll choose a winner or sign up and you'll send out a coupon or something that really intrigues people to share their email address and you'll only share whatever it is through the emails that are written down there. Uh, Because as we know, if you have listened to me before or have been a student of mine, growing your email list is the thing you want to focus on. And so take advantage of this opportunity to have your ideal customer a whole convention center full of ideal customers. I mean, there are times where I'm like, what would it be like to just have, oh, I don't know, however many people, a thousand people just know about my product who haven't heard about it before. This is that opportunity. This is that chance. And so this is a great marketing opportunity for your business, if done wisely, if done well. And then let's talk about if you want to go as a guest. Let's say you don't want the booth, which I've never done a booth yet at any kind of trade show. I've thought about it, so we'll see if it really happens for QuiltCon next year. But um, if you want to go as a guest and you're a business owner, it's still very valuable. You, I mean, things that I've experienced in the past, I have met people who have been business friends. I have met people I have collaborated with. I have had aha moments where I've just sat and chatted with other business owners. It's been very inspiring where I maybe felt in a rut and it helped get me out of that rut. I, as you've heard on this show, I've had guests on the show where I met at different 
trade shows and we've stayed in touch and been friends ever since. So it's definitely worth going to one of these shows, even if you don't have a booth. Things to do when you go is visit the shops, go around and visit every shop. Do This is for multiple purposes. One, to, to meet other business owners, to make those connections. Again, the human connection is the strongest kind that you'll get. It will surpass any email that you could send or a DM. And you can find companies and businesses that would be great to collaborate with. And that's a really powerful business thing that you can get that is really irreplaceable in any other format. Also, I I like to go and just kind of do market research, see what people are selling, what other people are selling, how, which booths are really busy. uh, Who's, why are people attracted to this one? Why is it going gangbusters? And it's fun for me just to see other products that are out there. As I mentioned, it's just really exciting and is like a a fire hydrant of creativity. I just get all these ideas of that is so cool. Oh, man, what if I could do that and tweak it a bit and do this or that? So I leave with a lot of ideas and motivation. And if you do go as a guest, you want to be sure to tell people who you are. So when you enter, and this is hard for me even, I get uncomfortable sometimes with, Hi, I'm Elizabeth of Quilters Candy. It feels uncomfortable, but you got to do it. You've got to let people know who you are and what your business is. One thing that I did see um, the first year I went to QuiltCon, there was a woman who made her own dress out of her fabric. It was genius and it stood out in my mind. And I had a student this last year who did that as well. Janine Franson, she went to QuiltCon and she handmade each one of her dresses with fabric and she wore a different one each day at QuiltCon. And it is memorable. I I mean, if you can, even if you wear a t-shirt that has your logo on it or some way to help you to, to be memorable just in and of itself, just seeing you without being, you know, over being true to yourself, but doing something that is memorable is, is one nice way to help people just, you know, remember you in their mind. And then I do recommend bringing business cards. Don't stress over this. If that is something that's just completely overwhelming to you, just still go. But if you do have a sort of business card or a pin or a sticker or something that you can share with people where they can go back and, oh, yeah, I met so-and-so. And I remember, especially when I was doing my Quilters Candy boxes, the physical subscription boxes, I was going with the mind of looking for things to sell. And I was gathering those cards like crazy. And I would go home afterwards and set everything out and look over everything. And I would mark the ones that I loved the most. And if they had a pamphlet, I would look through the pamphlet. And so if people are quilt shops and they are looking for things to buy, I know I've been on the other end of it and you do like if you can make a little pamphlet that shows what you sell that that was very helpful for me as a buyer. And so you want to be sure to be memorable and have people find you easily afterwards. And there were people who I met whose products were so so in my like radar of must buy. But because the owner was amazing and so sweet and kind, I was like, I have got to include it. The item is good enough. But the owner was so awesome that I have to support that. So that, I mean, not saying if your item is average, and that's not what I'm saying either. But, you know, sometimes you find an item that is just 
so rare and unique that it's like, I must. And then there's others that are more common. Um, that's where I was going with that. And then when you get a chance at these shows, jot down who you've met so you can stay in touch. Sometimes I'll even go, and if, usually at these shows where I've been, it's a convention center and the Wi-Fi isn't phenomenal. But I like to, if I can, open up my phone and say, oh, what's your Instagram account? And I'll go follow them and even take a screenshot just right then so that I remember who I met, what their Instagram name was what their website is, just so I can easily, because otherwise I'm like, oh man, who is that person that had the yellow dress who was really sweet and she had a shop that sold this and that? If you can't remember the name of the company or the person, that's rough. Then it's really like, how do you find them? So jot down. And when I say jot down, you know, I mean, I guess you could bring a notebook and jot it down, but Maybe to be a little more sleuth about it, just take a screenshot. Or once you leave the booth, go write a little note in your cell phone or something. Um, but just so you can remember those people that you met. So to recap, is going to a trade show or a quilt show good for your business? Yes, absolutely. Should you go as a vendor or as a guest? Well, that it depends. I mean, going as a guest is a yes. Like you should just go. If you want to have a booth, like I mentioned, you want to make sure you have a product to sell that you've really niched down. And so it stands, I mean, niching, you've just got to do that for business success, period. But again, if you want to have a successful booth, a niche is a really great way to just stand out. And then are you ready to grow? Are you at a place in your business where you're just ready to grow and you just need more exposure one thing I don't know, because I haven't had a booth myself, I don't know what kind of return you get on that investment. What I do know is that you will make connections with people as long as you actually talk to people, but you will make connections with people. And so you might not see a hundred sales or, you know, however many sales right there on the floor. Hopefully you do. But I would consider this to be more of a long-term strategy where you are going to build relationships and make those long-term connections. I definitely stay in touch with the people that you meet at these shows. That's a part of business that I don't feel like it's talked about a lot, but the, the personal side of it, of really fostering friendships with people in the industry, sending them a voice DM, if, commenting on their their posts and following them along their business journey and just staying in touch as a friend. Uh, that is really a powerful part of these trade shows is the, the peer interaction and the human connection. If that hasn't come across, um, I think that's come across pretty loud and clear. But yeah, that is my take on trade shows. If you have any other questions on this, just reach out and let me know. You can also leave a comment um, if I do end up going to QuiltCon and having a booth, I will definitely do a summary recap of how it went. And I would even go so far as even as vulnerable as this sounds and is, I would be willing to share how many things I sold, which ones sold the best. And I mean, my idea personally for my booth would be for my membership. My membership is the main thing that I sell and promote. And so, like I said, I want to have a tangible 
thing that people can bring where they would sign up right there to join the membership. And if they did, I would have a little bundle and a pattern that was just unique for that. You can't find it anywhere else that people would get when they sign up for the membership. And then I'd probably want to have a little corner where I talk about the quilt pattern writing course. And I would highlight different alumni and the patterns. And I would love to have different alumni if they're there come and stand and sign their patterns and talk about the quilt pattern writing course and what they're doing now with their patterns. And I even thought so much as bringing my little portable podcast booth and just having different guests come in and do podcast interviews of why are you here at the show? What are you liking about it? Just to give people a taste of what it's like at the show, even if they're not there. So those are my dreams. We'll see if it happens. And if it does, like I said, I will give a recap of what it was like to be a vendor at the show and what that looks like for immediate sales. And then we, I don't know how to know down the road and track that, but, but if I can, I'll share a long-term trajectory of what that looked like. So again, if you have questions on this topic, please reach out and let me know. You can leave a review and leave a question that way as well, or send me a DM. And speaking of my membership, it is open today, Friday, April 1st. It closes Monday, April 4th just in time for the After the Rain Quilt Along to begin. And this month, when you join the membership, you get the After the Rain pattern included in the membership, along with the new pattern from the Wannabe Grandma, which is Alexa. She's a former student of mine in the Quilt Pattern Writing course. And you guys, oh, her pattern's amazing. If you haven't followed her, you must, because she has such beautiful work, including her new pattern that's available in the membership. And don't forget, we have Juicy Juice, who's going to be a guest in the membership on Thursday, April 7th. And then, of course, there are the prizes that are involved in the membership. So if you are interested, even as a business owner, to check out the Quilters Candy membership and see how does that work? How does that function? Could I do something like that? Then come and join and just take a look around. The reason I offer the courses I do and the membership that I do. It's again, because I took Bonnie Christine's immersion course and I saw what she did and I thought she has how many students and is charging how much? Oh my gosh, she's earning a lot. I could do that. I can do that. And so if that's something that you're interested in, even from a business standpoint, I invite you to come and take a look and see what's included in the membership. What does that look like if you were to do that? Then come and take a look. Thank you so much for being here in the Craft to Career podcast. Come join me every Friday. I'll have a brand new episode talking about how to turn your craft into a successful career. And I will see you next Friday. Have a wonderful week. 